Hey everyone, I'm Mariah, the founder of Content Queen, a content agency and educational business for entrepreneurs and online business owners. I'm a digital nomad, passionate traveler, serial rambler, and big dreamer with a purpose to inform and educate. So I started this podcast to help more people like you on all things content creation, marketing, and business to help you build a more profitable brand using content marketing as a strategy. Join me and the amazing guests I have to share you top tips, struggles, and triumphs to hopefully inspire or just entertain. Remember, content is king, and that's why I love being the content queen. Hello, gang. How are we all? I hope you're well. Hope you are having an enjoyable time, no matter where you are in the world. If you are following me on Instagram, you will know that I am in lockdown, which is actually fine. I'm really enjoying it. Um, I'm just not doing a hell of a lot, just some work and having a bit of downtime, which I feel like was really needed um, for me. I feel like I manifested this, to be fair, because I did say I wanted downtime and now here we are. Um, So I'm currently, backstory, I drove from New South Wales to Victoria on Sunday. It took me 11 hours. It was quite exhausting. And I'm now quarantining in self-isolation for 14 days at my brother's house. So he kindly moved out to live with my parents so that I could self-isolate. I got my test and I get another test on day 13 and I get out on before the next podcast release. So the Monday or Sunday the 11th. So, well, provided that I've get a negative test, even though I've had a negative result. So we shall see. So I'm just living my best life. Dad dropped me off a treadmill. I bought an iPhone. People are dropping me off food. It's it's fabulous. It's I'm really, as I said, I think I manifested this. So now I'm in country Victoria, just uh, in bed as I record this, to be fair. And, and we've got an exciting podcast guest that I want to share with you. And I'm really excited about this episode. I have been recording a lot of guest interviews whilst in isolation. And this was one of them. So let me introduce Aliana. She's a grant consultant and founder of Buffalo Ambition Co., where she partners with nonprofits and small businesses to really help explore and express their strengths and enterprise through writing in order to persuade foundations to support their efforts and broaden their organization's influence. She's also a freelancer, proposal writer, and she helps other grant writers build their business, which I think is super incredible. So Aliana joins us today to talk all about creating content and marketing in a dry industry, which I think is really powerful and will really help a lot of you that even if you're not in a dry industry, I feel like it'll help you get inspiration for the content you create. So let's hear from Aliana. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Can you please tell everyone a little bit more about yourself and your business? Yeah, absolutely. My name is Eliana. I am a grant professional and the face behind Buffalo Ambition Co. I am a coach for Christian entrepreneurs and the host of the Nothing for Granted podcast. So pretty much in a nutshell, I help grant professionals launch and grow their own contract grants business. Amazing, amazing. And you are a solopreneur in the grant writing industry, as you just said. Uh, Can you tell us a little bit more about how you got into this? I think it's really fascinating. 
Um, I think it, my story is really relatable in that my parents, they owned a nonprofit and they dumped a bunch of money into a grant writer who actually just took us for a ride, took all our money. It was a whole court issue. And by the end of it, I was just like, you know what? I don't want to be scammed. I'm just going to do it myself. So I learned how to do grant writing. And about two years ago, I decided to take a side hustle and turn it into a full-blown business. And the weird part is as quickly as I opened it, I closed it (laughs) because all of my limiting fears just sort of manifested themselves. And I got into my own head and then I said, you know what, how stupid of me to let other people dictate how I run my business, how qualified I am. I'm totally capable of doing this. And I reopened it and it's been amazing ever since. Amazing. I think we all have yeah those fears and those limiting beliefs that always pop up. But it's amazing that you've you've redone it and you've you know and and all all the time you know we start these businesses off the back of a problem. And I think you know for anyone that might be listening and be like, oh, I want to start a business, but I'm not sure. It's like, what problems do you have in your life, and what are you really passionate about, or what do you really love to do, or what do you want to learn more about? And generally, that's where the sweet spot is. So. We want to talk about content and marketing, of course. And, you know, as you say, uh, when we spoke, you know, I really am in a dry industry of grant writing and, you know, you you wouldn't be the first or last person to say that. So, and I'd love for you to give people, anyone that's listening that might be in a dry industry or not, because I feel like we could get um, some really good advice from you. What are some of the ideas that, or the advice, sorry, that you could give someone that is, in a dry industry at the moment and is maybe feeling a little bit less on the creative side? To tell your story, it is, that is the easiest way to create content is just share your story, share your struggles, share the failures, share the embarrassing moments. People want to know that you're a real person. I'm going to tell you this, Mariah. Recently, I had a consultation where my son came in and he puked, like vomited mid consultation. And (laughs) my person, my, my client was just like, so chill about it, but it's because I'm so honest about the Mm -hmm. fact that I'm a mom and I run a business. And this is a part of who I am. It's a part of my brand. People don't buy necessarily the product people buy into you. And so it's really just creating that, like, no, like trust and retain right. Business 101 (laughs) Mm. of marketing. So when you share your story, it's almost creating content becomes second nature. Cause you're just like, well, what did I just go through that someone else can relate to? Mm. I love that. And it's so true. And that's one of my business values is to be open because I've always been a very open person. I've always overshared too much. And, you know, recently with my health journey and, you know, everything that went on, I was like, I just need to tell my clients about this first because otherwise they're going to think that I'm trying to hide something from them or when it comes to the time that I have to go get surgery or something like that, it's like, okay, where did this come from? So I think being open and honest and being real um, with people. I watched um, a movie the other day, I think it was called Parenthood with um, uh, Kevin Hart and he's like working in corporate and then he's he's got to look after his little one because his wife passed away and he's in the corporate office and like a me- the baby won't stop crying. So he has to leave the meeting, right? It's like this big pitch. And it's exactly sort of what you explained. And then the client, the boss was like, oh my God, like 
you can't bring her here anymore or whatever. And then the client was like, we'll, we'll be emailing you about, you know, um, like us working together. And it's just interesting how we're grown up in this corporate space where we think we have to be a level of uh, professional. And there's like a level that we can, can and cannot share. And if we, we cross that line, then we're almost like, oh, I don't know if I want to work with that person. And I think no matter what, even if you've like content creators or marketers and you tell people to share your stories, there's always that level of like, but if I share mine, will people want to work with me? So I love that you've said that. And so I guess going into that um, that space of storytelling and getting ideas, like how do you come up with these ideas on marketing your business and how can people that are listening do that off the back of storytelling? And then, of course, I guess from the the perspective of telling people what you do and telling people what you know and educating in that side, do you have like a way that you create content that's you and that's your business? Absolutely. So I actually have uh, three tips for listeners today. Um, the first is comes down to, to knowing your person. Who do you serve, right? Because I think that that's where you're able to balance that, um, I guess, that totem bef- between corporate, right? The corporate um, side of our mentality and this new space that COVID has opened up to just the reality of working from home and, and raising babies and having pets, you know? Um, so who is your person? Who do you serve? Be super clear on that. And then think about where did I first start? What were you looking for when you were looking for people that offered the same services and the same solutions as you? Um, where do they, where do they go? Where do they go to consume their content? Is it podcasts? Is it LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram? Um, so really knowing your avatar and honing in on that is one way. Um, the second is something we already touched on and it's what have you already experienced start from the beginning think about what were your feels like what were you feeling what were your emotions what were your thoughts what did you experience and create content from that in a way that is true to you don't worry about the verbiage I think as a grant writer sometimes I get so caught up in like grammar and and then I have to take it back and say no write how you talk because ultimately marketing is setting the stage for the experience that they're going to have with you. Mm-hmm. You want that to be so seamless of like, of course she talks like that. She talks like that on her social media. Of course she dresses like that. She dresses like that on her social media. Everything has to be super consistent and you want to set that stage early on. And then my third one is test things out. Give yourself 60, 90 days on a platform, pivot as needed and, and play around with different stories, um, different pillars. Sometimes for me, um, one huge pillar for me that I was super self-conscious about is my faith. I am a Christian. And sometimes I was like, well, what happens if I share that with people? Are people going to resonate? And it wasn't until I started sharing that, that that's area of my life that people really started connecting with me. So sometimes it's the area that you're so afraid to share with people. That's the area that's going to click in somebody's mind. Mm. It's so true. And and I think that's at the end of the day, you can't serve everyone, right? There's too many people in this world for us to be able to Mm -hmm. serve. So instead of us trying to serve everyone and be someone we're not, wouldn't we rather serve people that we really resonate with and, you know, get along with. So I love those three tips. I think they're super useful. And especially if you're in an industry where it can be quite corporate or, you know, cause I guess you sort of battled, how did you battle with that? Um, you know, that corporate 
I guess, tone of grant writing into more of your own sort of flair and tone? Like what, what did that journey look like? So I, for three years, worked as an executive liaison for a Fortune 500 company. So I'm very well versed in like corporate America. And they used to call me there. It's five o'clock somewhere because I have work-life balance is huge for me. Mm-hmm. And so one thing that was a non-negotiable is being authentic to who I am. I can show up for a corporate meeting. I can show up for a meeting with a CEO or executive leader. I am not going to compromise who I am. I'm not going to compromise my integrity, my values, the way that I show up. That's what makes me different. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I was able to grow so quickly because they would say, you're, you're not like everybody else. You don't, you don't walk the same as everybody else or talk the same as everybody else. There's a difference in your confidence than other people. And it's because I know who I am and I'm not going to compromise that. Mm. I, I hope do. that answers your question. Yeah, I love that. No, I was like, I, I was that girl on the Monday in the corporate meetings when everyone talked about their week and like, I didn't do much. I just like uh, did this. And I was just like, I got drunk on the weekend and I did <laughs> everyone's like oh yeah we know Mariah's life story like and and I think it's just it does and not everyone has to be like that right I think it's just identifying like you know and we see these these coaches or we see these business owners that label themselves as things like I'm the introvert or I'm this and it's like you do have to own I guess who you are but I guess there's that level of knowing that too so you know there's always self-discovery as a business owner I'm like a big personal development fan I like read so many books, listen to so many podcasts. So I think it is all about like having that self-discovery journey, especially if you are the face of your brand. So then you know who to show up as and you know the brand you create. And generally our brand values reflect who we are, right? Like our brand values are very similar to who we are as a person. So I think that's awesome. And I think, you know, there are people that will struggle with that transition from corporate tone to because I, I come from a journalist background. When I started in corporate, my boss was like, you put a lot of ex- exclamation marks in your writing. And I was like, oh, sorry. <laughs> it's like, Is that not allowed? <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> so sometimes you have to, and it takes time, you know, to get that flow. And it depends how long you've been in corporate too, right? If you've been in corporate yeah, definitely. a long time, it, it does take practice. And I think writing especially takes a lot of practice and with a lot of my clients I say like voice note me things so then I can pick up you know how you're saying things and I can write in that tone so I think you know even if you just speak what you want to say and then turn that into words I think that's really useful as well absolutely and authentic and genuine yeah absolutely so I know you said about um you know test and and trial with platforms um and see what works and see where you were consuming content or your audience is consuming, but are there any, especially for your industry and in more of that drier, everyone would be like, okay, yeah, LinkedIn for sure. But are there channels that you recommend people amplify their message, especially in, I guess, this sort of dry industry? Have you noticed things work quite well? Um, there's platforms that people would be like, really, that works well? So I'd love yeah. to get your thoughts on this. Absolutely. So of course it always depends on your audience. Um, it's not about us. It's about the people that we serve. Right. Um, so I think you have to first come into, (laughs) come into the room knowing that, okay, who does, how does my audience consume that information? And I always recommend have two forms of content, one long form. So YouTube podcast, blogging, um, whatever you're most comfortable with, whatever you automatic, whatever 
you consume, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm huge on podcasts. I'm a mom of four. I'm super busy. So I podcast. (laughs) That's my audience. So whatever method your audience consumes, go with one long form and then what short form. So things like Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn, Pinterest, In my particular industry, I have found huge success in Instagram Mm -hmm. and it's crazy because I've been testing something and we'll just keep this between you and I, Mariah. I've been testing something where I haven't been sharing as much education in form of grant writing as I do just my story as an entrepreneur, even before being a grant writer, right? And that has totally transformed my bottom line. To where now I'm getting so many more clients that say, you know, I can resonate with your story. Yes, there's education, but I resonate with you, with your story. And and that has really changed the game for me. So I think that Instagram has a huge opportunity for um, people like me, grant writers, or just anyone in dry industry, accounting, for example, lawyers, where your brand is you. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you want to use stock images, it's your story that they care about. And I think that they can really um, use Instagram to their advantage through stories and reels, for example. So just playing around with that. Yeah. And I think, too, we're so set on each, you know, I'm a big repurposing fan, right? So if you, you have one channel, you want to repurpose the next. But there's nothing saying that you can't have a channel where you utilize it for different reasons, you know? So mm-hmm. if you have, for example, at the moment, my TikTok is all about my my health journey and being a digital nomad. It's like a mixture, mainly health. And then I've got, you know, my Instagram and the content queen is more educational and stories. And then my page is my health journey, being a founder, being an entrepreneur with a little bit of content and marketing. And it's interesting yeah, how you get that dynamic of different content that you can create, you know, and and LinkedIn, I've decided to go like a little bit different approach, especially with my clients. You know, she she's a holistic coach. I said, okay, well, on LinkedIn, let's talk about more your corporate life and your transition to business, right? It doesn't have to talk about necessarily all about what you teach. And it's interesting to see the dynamic of that, right? And I think we just need to, as you said, play around and see what works and see, see what's resonating. That's why we do have analytics and check-ins. That's why it's really important to have you know, check-ins. Do you do any form of, um, I'd love to know, just because you seem to really like have a good grasp on testing, trialing. I love the make an assumption and test it. That's what I'm really big on. Um, How do you test your assumptions? What's your, you know, do you have a monthly review, a quarterly review? Do you measure every week? Like what's your, I guess, check-ins and and, and, like uh, assumption testing formula? Yes. So I use the hustle and flow calendar. Um, And so what I do is I do a, I like to call it like a pulse check every quarter. Mm -hmm. Um, Unfortunately, just because my life is so fast paced, I can't do it monthly. So every quarter I do have like pretty much a week where I sit there and I look at my podcast and I look at my Instagram and I really determine like, okay, based off of my analytics, based off of the clients that came through each funnel, what is working for me? What did I do different? What can I do better? What isn't working? And I could just kind of toss and maybe try again in the future. Um, And so I do a really deep dive of those analytics to really determine, okay, and these clients, when they resonated with me, where are they in their journey? 
And that helps me really continue to tailor my avatar, right? And my content. Mm, I love that. I think that's so important. I have mine in the calendar for the weekend. Now that I'm in lockdown, I was like, well, I don't have to do it during the week. I can do it on the weekend. So (laughs) I love that. And I think it's really important. I'm a really big, because I mean, when we're creating content and we're not looking at what's working, we're just like literally throwing spaghetti at the wall, seeing what sticks, but not actually seeing not seeing the residue after what's stuck. We're just like, oh, yeah, I sort of have a guess based on likes and that doesn't really determine everything either, right? I know I always have clients sometimes like, I don't know if I'm getting as much engagement anymore. I was like, are you going off likes? They're like, yes. It's like, okay, well, no, that's okay. wrong because your analytics say differently. So it's it's super interesting. I love that. And I love that you, even though you are super busy, you say to yourself, no, I'm going to take this time and you be realistic about it right not like yeah i'm gonna track them every month or every week and then you just push it aside push aside and you actually like schedule in the calendar this is the time i'm gonna do it i think that's super powerful well and in terms of like mindset when it comes to um just taking a look at your analytics and kind of where you're at i'm really big on incremental growth is growth if for me if i got five dms asking about my services and only booked two I got five DMs like Mm. statistically, that's actually really good because out of every 10 people, one person will book with you. So I'm like, uh, okay, something is working now that I know that people are resonating. How can I then retain that client? Right. How can I lock that in? So Mm. I think it's important to remember that. Yeah. Likes are great, but there it's not, it's not securing the sale. Right. And so how can you get people to actually talk to you and enjoy that celebrate that because you're one step closer to locking someone in and transforming their business their life their whatever whatever it is that you do ultimately yeah I love that I think that's so powerful because if you look at like conversion rates you know your, your conversion rate is extremely high and I and I say this to my and you know some of my clients are always like okay what are we promoting on social media this week or this month. And it's like, okay, we always want to be like having an offer or something, but what you need to remember is your marketing goes further than your social media. It's like, think about referral marketing, you know, word of mouth. Most of my clients come through, yes, social media, but it's because they know about me through someone else, right? They've messaged me to say, Hey, such and such has recommended you. Or so it's, it's interesting how we get so hung up in what social media platform brings us that we don't look outside of that and mean like you went and had a coffee with someone and you converted them or you you know like it's all all marketing it's not just you know the social media side of things there's just so many elements that you that make up your marketing strategy and I think we get so terrified that if we don't make clients or sales through social media we can't make them anywhere else and I think such a limiting belief and you think you know you've got a podcast and people might find you through your podcast, follow you on Instagram and then join your mailing list and whatever and sign up. And they actually found you through your podcast, but you don't really know that. You might not be able to measure that unless they tell you. So I think it's really important to know where your audience comes from and then make that assumption of how effective that platform is as well. Cause it's not just the vanity, you know, you can get people to your website, but if people don't convert, then, you know, that's the website you know, (laughs) looking at the website. Okay. Well, if no one's converting, what's my website not saying? There's so many different things that we need to look at. Um, And I love that you said that. It's awesome. So I guess going into that dry industry, I know I have um, 
you know, accountants and and um, lawyers and things that have contacted me through social media or I'm, I've been working with them. So what do people need to know? What are the things you've really learned um, about working in a dry industry? <laughs> we are so transactional. <laughs> people that work in a dry industry are so transactional. We lack empathy. So like I said, I worked for three years um, as, an, as an executive liaison. And I kid you not, for a year I took nonstop courses on empathy, storytelling, vulnerability, just trying to be relational with other people because that's not, that's not natural to me. It's not natural for me to be a people person or if someone's crying, I'm the girl that like walks the other way. <laughs> I'm like, oh, mm, I forgot something in the car. <laughs> cry it out, girl, cry it out. <laughs> So I think it's important that we are intentional when we show up on social media and really try and tap into those empathetic (laughs) areas of ourselves. Um, These are skills that we have to develop. And so I do have some uh, resources for you guys. You guys can take courses on Udemy, on Skillshare, YouTube, University. Empathy needs to be exercised. It's a muscle just like anything else. And so it's important for us to get out of our own heads of, I have this work to do, you know, what's your problem? And I've I've got a solution to fix it versus I'm so sorry to hear that's your problem. You know, I I can imagine that that was really difficult for you. I've never been in those shoes, but you know what, you've come to the right place and I'm here to help you. Mm -hmm. Let's get started together. Like that's a totally different conversation, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's a skill that we have to learn as people, as professionals from from a dry industry (laughs) yeah and I think like it comes down to that personal development right regardless of whether you have a company with a logo and you are the the CEO or the the, you know the main um you know it depends on the business you create right some people want to be a solo a solopreneur some people want to be you know the face or the the CEO and then have people regardless it you still have to connect with people right you still have to build those relationships there's still someone at the other end that's doing the work and I think it's really important to make personal development a priority as well as business development like I always try and have you know one business development one personal development thing going at the same time so that I can go okay yep I'm reading this book on trauma and I'm and and it's so fascinating how everything can link back to what you do it's never and and everything can link back like there's content in everything you do everything you read even if it is a book on trauma I'm sure I can find something that will relate to marketing in there like 100 Mm percent and it's super interesting and I think a lot of the times we're so focused and I used to be like this like business development get the business going like build it up to this and it's like well this personal development stuff got neglected heavily in 2019 Mm -hmm. and sort of 2020 is like 2021 I was like nope it's personal development year like I need to focus (laughs) on it and I think we get so caught up in yeah building a business and hitting numbers and doing all that that we forget about our own selves and and developing Mm -hmm. our own our own brand our own personal brand and things like that so I think what you've mentioned super important like empathy is huge you know Brene Brown it's like you're either in the well or you're throwing down the rope you know sympathy versus empathy and I always say that to my my parents because my dad's super empathetic but my mom is not I'm like mom you're just throwing the rope you're not in the well you are not in the well with me that's so funny I always say dad dad will say she's just throwing down the rope isn't she is like yep 
She's not in the that's well. Why, that's why it's your dad that brought you that treadmill. That's yeah. why. <laughs> that's why dad brought me the treadmill. It's the empathy. It's because he's a, um, I don't know if you're into astrology or anything, but if, if he looks at my, my moon signs, cancer and cancers are very empathetic. And my dad is a cancer is that like his sun sign. So I think it's the, it's the, the cancer sign, <laughs> but um, <laughs> so off topic, this is classic me. So um, I guess, you know, working in this industry and we do get so caught up in the messaging, the branding, and I get your branding's like super fun, right? Like yours is, you know, if I came to a grant writer's page, I wouldn't expect to see the level of branding that you have. So how did you go? Or what sort of like branding and messaging do you think, do you, do you believe that people in a dry industry want to sort of make it, you know, overcompensate the branding to make it more fun? You know, the graphics really eye-catching. What are some of the things, I guess, from a branding perspective um, and a messaging perspective some advice that you could give to people in those sort of industries? Yeah, just focus on your personal branding Mm -hmm. um, more than anything. Tell your story. Again, we're going back to the same thing. Tell your story, who you are. There's so many grant writers out there, so many accountants out there. You want to give people an idea of who you are and what it would be like to work with you without being salesy. And personal branding really opens up that space so that it's like, this is the experience that you're going to get if you work with me. I am fun. I'm, I like to say that I will give you the kick in the butt that you need. I'm super fun, but I'm also kind of your drill coach. Mm-hmm. Like I will get you in shape if that's what you need. So, and people get that from, from my, from my page, you know, people get that from my podcast and they like it. It's refreshing. They now have a face behind what is grant writing because it is, again, it's such a dry area that no one really wants to get into that when they see somebody that's like fun and energetic and they share, what do they do? What, what does their day look like? Oh, and your mom and your college student, like, how does that work? It intrigues people. And so I do believe that outsourcing your graphics is great. Outsourcing your social media. If you're honestly, if you're not comfortable with doing it, if you don't have the time to do it, Mm -hmm. outsource it. I'm a total advocate for that because your time is money. And so I think that taking the time to really get to know your client avatar, get to know yourself and your personal brand and put that out into the world. It's a game changer. It has been for my business. Mm, Such good advice. And I love like you, you do advocate for uh, outsourcing because a lot of times what happens and I find this with my clients like, oh, I really struggle to talk about myself. So I was like, okay, you voice note me and I will talk about you. And now it gets to that point where, you know, some of my clients are like, oh my God, you said it perfectly because I took her, you know, their voice note, I turned it into some social media content. It's like, you might not be the biggest um, advocate for yourself. You might not be able to speak about yourself comfortably, but that's why, you know, we have content creators. Like I am a very talkative person. I will share a lot of stories. And that's why you do outsource to people that share stories or, can easily take your personality and amplify it. And I think a lot of the times with outsourcing, we're super scared. Like, what if they don't get my personality right? Or what if it's like, that's what the relationship is about, right? Finding people that can tell the story and that's why they do what they do. And I think it's, um, it can be really hard to jump on and be like, 
hi, so I'm really good at this and I'm really good at that or this happened to me or I'm a mom or whatever. It can be really difficult for some people. So I think like the one thing that I like to do with my clients is like ease them into it if they're not super used to talking about themselves And then they get, it's like habit, right? As you said, with empathy, it's like building up a muscle. Then you get used to talking about yourself. And then you're like, oh, this is actually not as bad as I thought because people resonate, you know, people reply or people, you know, and I think that's really powerful about the relationship with um, outsourcing your content or your marketing is, is really getting someone to help you be able to tell your story if you can't. I think that's a big block for people. They're like, yeah, cool. I can, I need to share more about myself, but I hate doing that. Right. And I think that's where you find someone, it goes back to what we're talking about, about personal branding and marketing. You find someone that you say, oh my God, I want to work with that person because their values align to mine. They talk just like they would be my friend. I can totally resonate with their content. That, Mm -hmm. that should click in your mind that that's your person. That's your content creator. Mm -hmm. And if you automatically, if you feel that way, if you're reading their post and you're like, yes, 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 yes. Okay. Then you need to book them. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I love that. It's perfect advice. And especially, I guess you get the same, you know, people are like, okay, I need a grant writer. And then they stumble across you and it probably won't even be your knowledge on grant writing. You know, it's like the, oh, she's a mom. Oh my God. She's got so much on the go. Amazing. And I think a lot of the times um, we think, okay, if we share too much about our personal life, are they going to be like, well, she's not very work focused. Am I not going to hunt? Like, it's so not like that. And as you said, with COVID, it showed us that, yeah, we could work in our pajamas or we can um, be really raw and authentic. Like I, you know, during this lockdown period I'm in, I'm like, I'm, what is, what's the point of me wearing makeup? Like, you know, maybe some days if I feel like it, I'm just going to show it with no makeup on. Like it just it tells the journey, you know, it tells my story of being in lockdown for 40 days. Like, why am I going to do my hair and makeup for lockdown? You know, like it's fine. I mean, I'm probably going to get to it. A few days in where I'm like okay I need to put something on I mean today I've got to get my COVID test so I might put some makeup on for the people for the the COVID people <laughs> give them something to look at you know yeah you know just make it a bit more enjoyable for everyone um I love that I think you've really and especially because I see um you know I've had companies contact me that are you know are um, an agency, like a law agency or a, like a law firm and things like that. And they're like, okay, can you help me? Or da, da, da. And it's like, okay, this is interesting because I think a lot of times we just think we have to share what we do or share, um, you know, how we can help. And, and I'd love to know just before, I guess we wrap up. Um, and if there's anything else you want to add around generating your ideas, do you, um, you know, do you reflect, do you write things down? Like, how do you, because I know a lot of times, obviously as well, I always get people to say, like, what are your clients asking you? Like, what are the questions they're asking you? Or what, what are the things that, you know, they really relate to with you and, and use that to continue to create. But I guess when we're in the motion of doing the thing, like coaching Mm -hmm. or grant writing or um, being an accountant or being a lawyer, whatever that looks like, we get, we forget because we're not in that habit of being like, oh, that's a content idea. So were there yeah. things that you did to sort of build that habit up of, oh, my God, okay, so uh, my child puked on a consult call. <laughs> okay, what can I do? How can I use that in some way, shape or form? So, like, what made, like, how did you build that up? Because, I mean, it comes naturally for people like myself because it's my job, right? I am yeah. I need to think of those ideas. But for people that create content as one part of their business or market as one part of their business, they might get lost in the the balance between the two. I keep a business journal. Mm. So I, 
journal. I'm not going to say a journal every day, every couple of days, I will just sit down and write. I got a DM about this because a lot of my clientele as of late isn't even nonprofit organizations because I've sort of transitioned into this space of teaching other grant writers how to launch their own business. A lot of them are asking me the same questions that I used to ask myself when I first started. And because I kept a business journal, I can go back and I can say, that's exactly how I felt. And this is how I dealt with that. And this is so it automatically resonates with them because I was there and I kept a track record of what happened. How was I feeling? What were my thoughts? What were my limiting beliefs? What were things that happened to me that were absolutely <laughs> embarrassing or detrimental? So keeping a journal, whether it's online or I'm a pen and paper kind of person, so mine's a pen and paper, um, is really going to help you when you're creating content because you literally just have to go back and remember something from your past. I could share that. Whoa, that's crazy. I totally forgot that that happened. And boom, mm. you have content. I love that idea because I keep a journal and I write business stuff in it, but I love having like one for business, you know, like this is you write stuff on your business or questions that you got or because I think a lot of times we forget about the conversations we're having on social media because it's so like fast paced and yep, yep, answer that question next. Like, and we forget to reflect. I love that idea so much. I've got like um, typo, which is like a stationery. I don't know if you have typo in the States. Oh. It's like a stationery. It's by the, co- oh, well, Cotton On is, Cotton On is Australian anyway, so you wouldn't have it. It's just like a, sta- a really cool stationery. And they had like five. I use the full like A4 school books as my journal because that's how much I write. And I was like, they had a deal five for $15. So I have like five of them. And I was like, these, you know, these I'm set for a while, but I'm like, okay, I'm going to grab one like right now. And that's going to be my business journal. And I'm going to write like businessy things in it. Cause sometimes I don't like to journal on business. Cause I'm like, I just want to, you know, you know, have a, an inner time with myself rather than business. I'm like, that is, I love that idea. Cause I create content from my journal, but I love the idea of from the, you know, what's everyone else going through? What's my clientele or my audience going through? I love that idea. I think that is awesome. So good. I'm learning so much from you as well. I'm getting so many ideas. This is what I love about having guests because I'm always like, oh, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. And that's how I know that everyone else will get so much value because I'm like, yep, I'm going to do that. That's great. I love it. So I loved speaking to you. Is there anything else that you want to add about you know, giving motivation to those in a dry industry um, to to get them motivated to create content because I think um, what you're doing is amazing. I think it's awesome. It's so different and it's really authentic and that's what I love, you know, when I saw when I connected with you on socials, I think you're super authentic. I love it. So is there anything else you want to add before we wrap up? Yeah, absolutely. I just want to tell the audience to have fun with it people don't know what to expect from you because when they think of an accountant, they think of somebody that's boring. And so showing up as someone refreshed and fun, and even if that's not you, maybe you're super inquisitive. People love that. Just have fun creating content and sharing your unique story. Mm. I love that. That's a mic drop right there. So (laughs) how can people find you and connect with you? Because I'm sure everyone's like, I want to see all of the content and all the things now to, to get inspired. You'll be like, you know, when you save posts that are inspirational, you'll start noticing more saves because people will be like, oh, I, want, I love that idea. I love that. So how can people connect with you and find you? 
Yeah, absolutely. You can find me twice a week on my podcast. It is nothing for granted on Apple podcast or Spotify. And you can hang out with me on Instagram at Buffalo Ambition Co. And learn more about my services at www.buffaloambitionco.com. Amazing. I love your podcast name. That is so good. But thank you so much for joining me. It's been amazing. Thank you, Mariah. Thank you so much for this opportunity. This conversation has been so good. (laughs) How amazing was that interview and so many little golden nuggets. I've started like a little business journal just for business stuff. So I hope you all are going to do that as well. I think what we really need to remember is, yeah, just showing your personality, even if you are a brand with someone, you know, with multiple people behind your team, pick a brand personality and show that, showcase that through your branding, your messaging, your colors and things. It doesn't have to be dry just because you are in a dry industry. So I hope you got lots of inspiration and you took lots of notes from that. I got a lot of inspiration as well, even though I'm not in a dry, even though I'm not in a dry industry, I think there was a lot, a lot of good takeaways from that. So let me know if you loved it as well. I'd love to hear from you. And always be sure to be a content queen or king. And remember that developing your content develops your business. Thank you so much for joining me today. And please don't forget to share this with all your business and entrepreneurial friends. You can do this by adding it to your Insta stories and tagging me at content queen Mariah or Mariah underscore content queen or any of the amazing guests we have on the show. Their links are in the show notes. If you rate and review on Apple iTunes, it goes a long way in getting this podcast and message out there to more people. Follow me on Instagram, connect with me on LinkedIn and follow my ISO ISO diaries, isolation journey in this period and come say hi. Let's connect. Let's go live together. Let's do a reel. Make sure you reach out. I love collaborating. Let me know as well. Any topics you want me to talk about in the future, I'll be more than happy to do that. Other than that though, have the most beautiful day and I'll talk to you soon.